Yo, welcome to the Hype Geek Podcast. My name is Rustin Sotoday. I am the CEO and co-founder of eColiseum and also co-host of Hype Geek, joined here by my co-founder, Kalu. What's going on, guys? We're going to talk to you about video games and how they influence culture. we got some actually very good topics to talk about today. Uh, we're going to keep it tight and concise and just pretty, get right pretty into Pretty short, it. like not, not too much of like a discussion starter, but at the same time, they're pretty big name titles within the scene that are like most of them are collaborations actually and it's just always good to note those to see the crossover because again is the hype people podcast and how we talk about the crossover between video games and mainstream culture so this podcast is quite literally the example of that yeah but definitely just to recap really briefly about our weekends you went to miami right yeah i went to art basil Art basil Art basil baby <laughs> Very disappointed there was not enough basil for me. Really? Yeah. That's disappointing. No, but it was cool, man. I didn't really see a lot of art, but went to a lot of different parties. I kept running into, like, investors. Really? Yeah. Oh, is that good or bad? No, it was good, actually. Were you, like, hammered and messed up? No, they were more messed up than I was, actually. It was really funny. That was a good place to be. But, yeah, no, it was good. And I also took some meetings. And Miami's awesome. I've never been. It's awesome awesome all i've the heard food though, is so good all i've heard that it's like a little Parties more are cool no it's a little more fake than la is that true having been there um i don't know i, I mean really the issue that. is i went during like a boondoggle like That's our hard puzzle is a bo- like full of bullshit just like coachella you know yeah yeah but there's so much shit to do and uh yeah it's gonna take a long time to unpack it so i'll just say that our basil was awesome i had a great time and i made a lot lo- made i took some good business out of it yeah yeah also if you guys don't know i'm currently looking at rustin right now and he has a bare ass face if you didn't know what rustin looked like he is usually bearded like Mm -hmm. a motherfucker i guess yeah but like now it's like i've recently grown out my mustache so it's like the first time ever in which we've known each other for the past two years where i have more (laughs) facial hair than him so this is this is a little unique. So if yeah. I start stuttering a little, it's because I'm like I'm getting fucked up looking at Rustin right now. I looked at myself in the mirror and almost didn't recognize myself today. Yeah, it tripped me out. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Are you gonna post any pictures on Instagram? With I don't you? know. I mean, like I don't really have well, anything. What to was post the about. decision? Come on, be be real. What was the decision in shaving it all off? Dude, it's not even like a be real thing. Literally, I just was like, eh, let's do it. Wow. Just decided to do I it. I wish yesterday. I was that impulsive. Yeah. Kind of, dude. Like my face for, is so cold. For though. me, like growing out this mustache, I've asked literally everyone I've known and random people on the street what they think. That's how like unsure I am. For you to just shave something off, because I could like if I grow them, I could shave it off. You know, like it's not a big decision for me to make because it could grow back. But like at the same time, you know, like it's just a small mustache. But yours is a full on beard. Mm-hmm. If you don't like the decision, you don't have to wait quite a while for it to grow back no I just wait like three days okay. it's already coming back really yeah you can see the yeah, hair five o'clock my whole thing is keep people on their toes okay so <laughs> i had a beard whoa then i changed my hair what then he buzzed his hair what then he shaved his face what that's now he's wearing glasses what the stupid. whole thing is stupid. no it's not stupid you don't want people to get accustomed to how you look like because then they get accustomed to you and then they forget about oh. you it's your way of being memorable memorable and striking a chord sometimes people are just attracted to you because it's different okay do you see what i'm saying Take so if notes. you're constantly different and unique then people are always going to be thinking about that all right that's plus another point for my mustache mm-hmm. keeping that in mind for sure i was thinking of just doing it for november maybe just december but dude, i'm starting to like the looks it looks I'm, good we're gonna have to both you look like update, a frat boy we're gonna have to both update our instagrams with like new facial features 
to see to, to see what that'll like look like because yeah, we, we both just look so different right now i don't know if people will like it but we'll see i think it's a time thing you know like yeah. people didn't like my beard at first and then not everyone was like oh you need to have your beard at all times i'll have to get used to it for a little bit but my face is white because yeah. i haven't shaved in ever oh so, so it's like not the upper half of my face is tan but you should have gone to miami shaved i know that would have worked i know but all right yeah. what'd you do this weekend my weekend i went to and you guys could probably tell my voice is dead i'm not i'm not that sick like i was sick in the past two podcasts i don't think i'm that sick anymore but i did lose my voice i went to a warehouse party nice yeah that was fun as fuck it was good yeah like honestly i'll be real 100 real sorry mom dad if you listen to this i don't remember a lot of it so i couldn't give you any details <laughs> but apparently it was cool like my friend said it was really awesome because my friends came to town they haven't been glad you like it before you used to hate that kind of music yeah like the, the thing is that like they're they're not into that type of music either mm-hmm. but they said they had a good time because like we went out before and because where else parties go from like 11 to like 6 a.m it's almost like a post-game thing like you go out you have your fun in downtown and then like at around like 1 a.m when people usually might have gone home you go to a warehouse party you yeah. chill there for a couple hours that's what it's, it's like in cool miami vibe. yeah except it's the clubs that are open for that mm. long wow 24 really? hours it's crazy that's awesome i went to uh the edition okay. um and i saw idris elba and diplo perform oh, our shit. friend is like super plugged so we just walked in well there's a bunch of people out there and there's an ice rink and a bowling alley inside of this club mm-hmm. crazy crazy all right sorry didn't yeah mean to interrupt, no that's it i think we should cool. go into our topics now yeah we'll give you a brief overview we'll be talking about fortnite collaborations final fantasy collaborations a doctor disrespect collaboration as well as an esports org that has ipo'd the first time ever and more streamers whether they're moving from twitch or staying on twitch we'll we told right you guys it. this would happen every week and it literally has been happening every, every week every single week crazy all right first topic is fortnite and its collaboration with star wars Da-na-na-na. wait fuck. what's the star wars theme song Dude, honestly I, was about to... I am not a star wars fan ah uh, you know you're putting me on the spot right now so i can't do the themes any of the theme songs um all right well anyway yeah fortnite is collaborating with star wars and how it's working is is very interesting so fortnite as a map has it, because it's such an interactive map, they're able to... There we go. That's the Vader go. one. All right, continue. Because they're, they have <laughs> such an interactive map, whether it was purposeful or not, they have so many areas in which ads can be placed. Mm-hmm. And for the Star Wars collaboration, what they're doing is turning Risky Reels, which is a part on the Fortnite Battle Royale map, where it is essentially like a drive-in movie theater. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Familiar with it. So what they're going to be doing is showing a clip from the movie on the map in real time on December 13th or 14th, 14th. I believe. Are you going to go December watch 14th. Honestly, I don't care because, again, I'm not a Star Wars fan. Maybe we fire it up together. Yeah. We watch it and then we play Fortnite that night yeah. and we stream it. Yeah. I think, like, again, very easy. Like This is exactly what they want people to do, by the way, yeah. what, what we just planned right now. Because yeah. we always thought about, like, Fortnite selling ads and, it, we integrated for, marketing baby yeah it's like what ways can they do it in which it's not sell outy right like you don't want to have like literal billboards in the game mm. but when it's this creative and, and pretty cool like this where it's interactive it's a live event where everyone tunes in and it's not there permanently it's just like a one-off thing then it makes it seem a little more viable as like this cool entertaining product that allows you to have a sneak peek of like a movie that's coming out i think that's a good idea and this isn't the first time they've done this before yeah they did this with wreck it ralph breaks the internet yeah because within wreck it ralph it's and it wasn't announced though it was just kind of like a easter, easter egg. egg yeah yeah like i, I saw it on accident i yeah. was just sitting on the map like looting and i see ralph just cross the stream at risky reels like he just crossed the screen and then i watched the movie later on 
and within the movie like it's called record ralph break the internet so he's just traveling across different internet aspects yeah time through time and all that stuff like that um and fortnite being part of like a major aspect of the video game world um was featured there so pretty cool pretty cool like little marketing schemes that they've been doing and again whether it's purposeful or not i don't know if they like thought all right let's add risky reels for the purpose of being able to promote movies in the pe- in the future because risky reels i think it was purposeful there for a while yeah. yeah but i think what is purposeful <laughs> is a disney collab it's not apparent but if you think about it, it actually is marvel collab wreck it ralph which is a pixar movie mm. and now star wars there's definitely some back channeling going on between the disney execs and fortnite wow that is that is really interesting, actually. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Smart, very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, but so yeah, given that, given they did they released a stormtrooper uh yes, skin in the game did, too, right? They did. Did they release any other Star Wars I don't related? I believe so. No. Okay. Yeah, I haven't played in Chapter Two. I got to play I now. Know. But it's hard because I've been playing Halo PC. How are you liking it? Oh, sorry. I just want to interrupt. If you like this podcast, follow, subscribe, leave a rating, follow us on our Instagram. That's in the bio. All of that. I hate when people do it at the end because you forget. So I'm putting that in now. It's a, it's a little ad break. Yeah, ad break. ad break. Before we go to our next topic, which is Final Fantasy, I also want to add one other ad break. I've been playing Halo on PC. Dude. What I'm, is this, an ad for Halo? Yeah, it's for an ad for, for my stream. Okay, for your stream. Yeah, okay. I'm really good. Okay. Like, really good. Playing competitive Halo, and I'm ripping it up. Okay. Yeah, I might be playing with some bigger streamers later. So check out at TV on Twitch. Fire. I had 10K, 10 concurrence when I first... 10k concurrence no when i did my first (laughs) halo stream i had above 10 concurrence wow so it was really good that is fire yeah anyway next topic final fantasy collaboration with uniqlo and again not the first time we see a uniqlo collaboration with a game i believe they nintendo i think it was fortnite too wasn't it or was that cotton on i get the two mixed up sometimes i don't know but i believe uniqlo we we didn't actually talk about it we teased it because they teased it they said that it was a unique little oh, X Fortnite. Oh, I remember this. But we didn't follow up with it because I, don't think it, I, I didn't really see anything about it after. I don't know. I don't know. They did tease it for sure, though. Yes. I do know that they, they've done Nintendo in the past. Mm-hmm. Sold out super quickly. Yeah. They've done Cause. That shit was insane. Mm-hmm. Cause is a street artist. There were people breaking into stores in China trying to get the clothes. Jeez. So Uniqlo, for those of you that don't know, is basically a Japanese H&M or a Zara. Yeah. Okay, so it's just basics at a great price. But they do really cool collabs, like with Disney, Nintendo. Now they're doing a collab with Final Fantasy fourteen. But what's different about this collab with compared to their other video game collabs is it's not just clothing with designs inspired by the game. If you go on the website, the models wearing the clothes are characters from Final Dude, Fantasy fourteen. Honestly, how sick is that? It's cool, but it's also like, how the fuck am I gonna know how this is gonna I, fit yeah, on me? I thought it looked a little. <laughs> I thought it looked a little weird because, like, I obviously I don't I don't look like that guy. Yeah. I, I don't like even their body shapes and their necks were like elongated, so it was just like it was very weird. I don't know how this tee is gonna fit on me. Oh no, you um, kind of look like Sephiroth, dude. Body it, body shape for Final Fantasy. <laughs> don't know who that looks like. Anyways, there is like they're promoting their like thermal heat tech clothing or mm-hmm. something don't know how that's related to final fantasy i don't think it really is i think they're just using the characters to to promote the product but there's not really any crossover between like that tech in the product i believe or in the game i believe it's funny that the whenever final fantasy does clothing collabs it's like they use the characters as the models so the last time they did a collab with louis vuitton 
where the, the same thing yeah where the characters are holding different Louis Vuitton bags that's interesting as opposed to like Nintendo doing a Uniqlo collab it was like Mario on the t-shirt you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. instead of Mario wearing a t-shirt yeah. interesting next topic Dr. Oh. Disrespect in a collaboration with not a clothing company or not really directly a game but Skybound which is an entertainment TV production that is I think behind um, The Walking Dead actually yeah so they're a pretty large entertainment company is this a big deal? Yeah, I think I so. I think this is a big deal. It's the first of its kind where they are planning, and I believe it's in the development stages, not anything like completely secured, but believe they signed something on the development side for what is teased to be an animation series about Dr. Disrespect. That's sick. So it's like, yeah. Like He's he, going to voice the character. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. He's going to voice it. It's probably going to be, don't know if it's going to be about him like is it uh, the format is it's, so it's probably like because dr disrespect is a character he's a character yeah it's probably like telling the story of like of, his character not, yeah not, like not his actual exactly real life what the character like missions the character has been on yeah think about it though just think about this for a second of all the streamers on the platform that are massive i think dr disrespect is best poised to create a show yeah of course right because yeah. like, everyone else is just a regular gamer but yeah he's like that extravagant character he's very good at acting yeah you know he was in wwe he did like some wwe collab but what's dope is like imagine they're releasing a tv they're releasing an episode of the show live watch party with dr disrespect on twitch that's he's plugging it that's the main reason why they're that's exactly why they're doing it but it's genius bro it's genius yeah he's the best person to do it but like Ninja and Pokemon and all those people are going to be in that movie with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. They're, they tease a trailer. I think the trailer's out right now. So content recommendation, I believe you could go check that out. Okay. Yeah, What's the movie called? Oh, it's like... Whatever. You guys right. can find it's it. It's Ryan Reynolds. It's about him being an NPC, an NPC player, realizing that he is an NPC player. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's cameos from like Pokemon and, and uh, Tyler, aka Ninja. It's always the age-old question of like, are these internet stars capable actors of crossing over to like the mainstream theater yeah. or mainstream tv you have to be good at acting to mm-hmm. be uh, an entertainer mm-hmm. so like there is some semblance of talent there well it's, as time yeah. goes on we'll see more it's of this. kind of like the same aspect of when people were to consider bringing youtube to like the mainstream mm-hmm. theater mm-hmm. right and it does it didn't really work out too well like i remember like what i've seen i think um like Liza Koshy, really big YouTuber, like she's the one like really doing a lot with YouTube original and crossing over, going to like Jimmy Kimmel and Fallon, all those light night uh-huh. shows. Another Indian YouTuber is Superwoman, who's also I think she's like developing her own late night show. So like those like female characters or female personalities on YouTube are the only ones I'm seeing that are actually making it. Jimmy Tatro. Jimmy Tatro, yeah, that that's actually a big one. Uh, Fuzzy Tid tried doing stuff with like <laughs> he's just crazy. I think, I think he did like a movie with Tyler Perry really yeah like one of the way back in the day yeah no like pretty recent actually a couple years ago that he didn't do that well but obviously like youtubers have a different personality and they're just known for just youtube yeah you'll never be not known for that so exactly there's that theory you whatever you become famous for you'll be known for that forever Mm, that's true so like it's hard to look past their characters yeah from like someone you know so well if they're doing vlogs all that stuff so same thing with twitch it's a little hard to cross over to that full entertainment yeah. theater actor um, without losing your brand or without kind of being able to close off your brand because acting is quite literally trying to be like this different person develop your own brand and, and character uh, but when someone just knows you so well in the audience it could be quite distracting I that's think. very true yeah. good point but Dr. Sister Beck is literally another character 
So, so there is no hiding the fact that like you know his yeah. real name being Guy Beam, right? Behem or something. Something like that. Like, you know, like you don't know who that guy actually is. You yeah. really don't. All we know is he cheated on his wife. That's <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I had to say it. But that's literally all we know about his personal life. He's but, also a Call of Duty map designer, yeah, but whatever. But right, it's more yeah, important. Yeah, that he cheated on his wife to cat. But yeah, I think we made our point there. Mm-hmm. We should talk about another really unprecedented thing. Yeah, Australis esports organization just ipo'd so let's unpack that for a second sure. their holding company uh went public on the denmark stock exchange mm-hmm. so they're, where are they based where are they based they're european okay they're based in various areas because they have three teams they have australis which is their counter-strike team yeah i could be butchering this and mm-hmm. then there's origin yeah and then there's another team they have a fifa team as a third one yeah Mm -hmm. um but they also have like a they have like a tournament series that they run but anyway that's what the company does and obviously it's first of its kind esports team going public the question with all of these esports teams was always like what's the exit strategy you know who the hell is going to buy this thing if we're investing in it right because they're going into the venture capital market like a tech startup would and they're asking for money and usually people are investing in those companies for a return but for an esports team what's the exit strategy you can't take that thing public i mean not until now do you just sell it to another billionaire and if so what's the highest price how is that price always going to go up right and why is it that they would be worth more than an nba team or an nfl team and like just who's the buyer for these things so this esports team went public and now it's the first time that we get to see, at least the public gets to see what these guys' financials look like, what esports teams are betting on for their revenue strategies, etc. So good and bad. Good because now when evaluating a potential esports team investment, you can use that as a basis. It's fine, yeah. Right. Bad because... If like, they fuck up, it makes us all look bad. Makes them... We're not in that category. It makes yeah. them look bad. Yeah, but in t- the entire industry, right? Because esports, primarily, again, we, we always like to identify the difference between esports and gaming, right? But esports, the main players are the orgs. And if this org just doesn't do well after IPOing, then it could scare a lot of people away from the future of the orgs, maybe throughout the European market or maybe even the US market, right? But are you considering us an esports company or a gaming no, company? No, I'm not talking about us directly. I'm Got talking it. about like us as players in the industry, right? When someone wins, then a lot of us win because it allows us to break through. Yeah, a rising of, tide lifts all boats. Yeah, and but, we're, we're a boat in that tide. Yeah, but I would consider ourselves a boat in the gaming, gaming tide. Yep, yep, yep. Whereas esports is like just a wave yeah. in the gaming industry. Yeah. So key takeaways just like every other esports team in existence now it's finally proven in the public all the talk of the valuation and where majority of the revenue is going to come it's confirmed is they're all relying on the leagues maturing to the point that they can start doling out ticket revenue to the teams involved in the leagues which is what we talked about uh on earlier episodes where we do you remember the the podcast title where we talked about why esports team valuations are so massive and why it's kind of sketch if you look through our podcast we talk about oh, the, or i think it's called the esports bubble yeah right? yeah it's yeah. possible it's that one yeah. but we really dove into it on that but i'll give the cliff notes so while they're waiting for the leagues to mature and the fan bases to mature and the audience to continue growing 
the way that they're supporting themselves, or at least the way that they have to be supporting themselves, is through merchandise revenue. That's really the only thing that can keep these guys alive. And sponsorship dollars. Sponsorship is huge for Australis, but not so much merchandise. 100 Thieves, huge on merchandise and huge on sponsorship. That's probably why 100 Thieves is valued more um is doing better australis raised like 25 million by going public i don't know why they went public i do know that they were raising money this year so i don't know it's kind of weird it could just be another they just need to fundraise some more right do you know what series they went up to before that i think it was a series a or series b so they went from series b to ipo yeah that yeah i don't know what that super league was another esports company that ipo'd here in the u.s yeah but they went from like a series c to like like series d public to just fundraise more pretty much i don't know man when you shortcut to to going public like that maybe you didn't need you shouldn't have gone public but i don't know them i don't know how they're operating i don't know what their strategy is but it seems like to be like every other esports strategy so they're gonna need to up their merchandise revenue and they're gonna have to hold off hold it out until the league starts. there are major out. developments within like european leagues right now because like you know like the cdl is is a pretty big development within the u.s leagues is there anything that could push australis to like have like future growth or is everything kind of just stagnant there do you know anything about that everyone is relying on riots um gotcha new games and then also riot uh the league of legends esports league is probably the most uh, financially sound and has the best financial future mm-hmm. we talked about it it's profitable in hong kong and it's profitable in china and south korea was it i, I forgot the league yeah. itself yeah. so it's self-sustaining so it's yeah. possible possible yeah um but yeah that's pretty much it on that speaking of uh things that we've talked about before and we'll continue talking about who else has signed uh, onto a streaming platform a lot of people signed yeah. recently right so we've been talking about people moving like ninja to mixer shout to, we, we could list it on because every single week we'll just be naming more and more mm-hmm. but as of today tuesday december 12, 10th three streamers have announced not that they're moving from twitch but that they are re-signing from twitch got it and surprise surprise all three of these people are under loaded's roster so loaded being we like called it the talent agency that manages like Ninja, Lupo, Tim the Tapman, Lyric, Shroud, all those guys, even Courage, all those guys have announced that they've signed pretty much multi-million dollar deals. So today, Lyric, Tim the Tapman, and Lupo, Dr. Have, Lupo. Dr. Lupo, have announced that they are staying on Twitch. <laughs> and We said three episodes ago, just go and look at Loaded's roster, roster yeah. and you'll know everyone who's going to sign yeah. exclusive deals. Soon. Yeah, we said either they're going to move a mixer or they're going to sign exclusive deals. Yeah. And Loaded has so much leverage given that they gave, they basically allowed Courage to move to YouTube for a massive check. They they negotiated a deal for Ninja to mixer. They did another one, I believe. Um, was it Goth, Goth or something? I forgot. But literally the entire roster pretty much has just made a bag from re-signing or moving somewhere else mm. so exactly what we anticipated like this is crazy we'll probably announce more next week for sure but those three guys have announced that they're staying on twitch duration i'm not too sure how long they released videos you guys should go check it out on their twitter or their twitch i believe of uh, them just like saying how grateful they are for staying on twitch the community they have and i think that's a good move honestly of all the moves i i would suggest for a lot of streamers i really like when they stay on twitch because for me personally it's easier like once Courage moved, once Ninja moved, I you don't, watch, don't watch them anymore. And Damn. the numbers, I believe, are dwindling. This, so, this is what we talked about. Yeah. It's happened in China. They've already seen this all happen. We yeah. talked 
two or three episodes ago again on china streaming wars mm -hmm. that will give you an idea of what the streaming wars here were yeah. going to look like so like these are just it's crazy it's they're almost like repeating topics but it just goes to show how important all these different battles are and how much leverage these content creators have in the future of the valuations of different personalities on these different platforms and where this war is going to go so just very excited to stay tuned and understand what the future of this holds for us even as like talking about an ipo of australis right mm -hmm. all these things are just different notes of where esports is heading towards the future even including the collaboration with fortnite star wars with yeah. the uh, unique little final fantasy really really awesome to see just forward movements and i think again collaboration is such a big way in which people are able to start to understand the importance of the audience that we have here so yeah that's pretty much it from us hope you guys have a good week we yep. love you peace peace